really strange how I can hear myself through these. Yes. Testing, testing, one, two, one, two. One, two, one, two. Okay, so we are on take 179, and we're hoping that this time it will go smoothly, but you're going to have to bear with me because I'm unpredictable. <laughs> so, welcome to the first episode of the Wonky Adult Handbook, which is a podcast idea that I came up with about two months ago, um, which basically focuses around adulthood. It's my way of dealing with my quarter-life quarter crisis. Yep. Yeah, quarter-life crisis. <laughs> 25 now. Um, now I'm nearly 25. Yeah. I'm 24. Um, yeah, basically just looks at adulthood, um, particularly with young adults, um, kind of delving into where we think we should be at this age, um, you know, like surrounding pressures from society um, and just basically chatting shit about life experiences as a young adult. So today I have Louis with me. Louis, um, for the yeah. first episode, which is great. He's really kindly let me use his recording equipment. Yeah, no worries. And, um, you know, it's, it's nice to help because yeah. I'll it's use nice it to for help. everything. I don't know. Um, yeah. we'll, we'll jointly <laughs> use the stuff that we're recording. Um, yeah, it's but nice. yeah, I mean, you know, this is what I like to do to set up projects. Yeah. It's an excuse to hang out with friends as well and just chat shit. Yeah. You know, it's a weird time. Yeah, in those times, well, in my mind, where I want to be, like, superficial all the time, it's yeah. nice to, like, hang out but also do something productive. Yeah, agreed. Yeah. Agreed. You kind of feel like you're accomplishing something. Yeah. My way of lying to myself. <laughs> um, but yeah. today we're going to basically, our first topic is essentially just looking at um, building a career and how work pressures can affect your mental health. Obviously, very broad term. We both probably have very different experiences of it and probably dealt with it very differently, which yeah. I think is quite interesting. Yeah. Um, so can start off by introducing what I do. So um, I've just graduated from Fourth Monkey, which is a um, physical theatre drama school. Um, it's amazing. It's a very like nuanced way of working. Um, I'm a collaborator. I've got loads of experience in theatre making. I also work with children. Um, worked at drama clubs and I've written my own work and I've also written a lot of like political reviews for theatre production so all round kind of creative human that's me that was a nice summary thanks yeah. I worked really hard on it <laughs> <laughs> yes yeah, so that's so much more of a summary than like I just do acting <laughs> oh, it's thanks. interesting to find out like all the things that you've been up to since thank you, you know, 10 years yeah right you know on the surface I see like you do the acting yeah uh, but yeah it's interesting to hear you know you do writing and you're interested in more theatre producing like Thanks. we talked about earlier. I feel like the work, the like the industry is evolving and we kind of have to work with it and and become more flexible with mm. our skills and be able to adapt to it. I don't just want to be yeah. like one thing. You've got to pivot really yeah. well. Um, yeah. I'll give you an example, well let me introduce myself first and I'll yeah. give you the example of pivoting. Um, yeah. So I do um, video production through my company called Inferno Switch. Um, it started off as Inferno Switch Films, um, where it was narrative film production, mm -hmm. um, and then it slowly evolved into freelance videography and photography. Um, but I do both in conjunction through different brand accounts on Instagram and stuff. Yeah. Um, but when I say pivot, I mean like the past two months, me and the team were focusing on this British Film Institute BFI submission yeah. for these films. Yeah. Um, so focusing so hard on doing that, not getting paid for it because it's all spec work. Yeah. 
and then moving out of that like two month period of staying up all the time going to bed stupid really hours yeah yeah and then being like oh damn now that submission is over because we've handed it in on yeah. time now i need to go back to making money and like doing it all yeah for one person you've got to pivot so quickly and if you uh, don't, i get you yeah yeah like from doing this one thing of write the short film mm-hmm. produce the short film budget the short film <laughs> um collaborate with people on like all these things and then drop it give yourself a day of r and r yeah rest and recuperation yeah which i didn't do yeah i'm pretty sure you didn't <laughs> i went straight from that to like okay let's make some money um so again. what was your like driving focus at the time like what kind of do you think it was that made you neglect your um physical and mental well-being because we i think there is this like kind of idea that floats around in our culture which is and i still kind of i haven't completely separated from it which is that in order to be successful you do have to kind of grind yourself down to the bones like yeah. you can't and i always had that idea like when i when i was auditioning for drama school and when i was in drama school i kind of had i i because i suffer from quite a lot of mental health issues as you know i have mm. an anxiety disorder was your question like how did i yeah like, like what did i what was my approach to it yeah like why why do you think it was that you led yourself into that hole yeah so there was a few times i led myself into a hole of like okay during the bfi um submissions so that was like a two to three week period where me, um, my, the team that I was working with, so that's like Casey, my yeah. friend, um, who met at College Arts and Sandy also. Um, so we collaborated once again on filmmaking. Yeah. Um, I tend to put, sometimes to my error, I tend to put myself in these positions of work where I will try and give everything to it, mm-hmm. almost in a way that I know that it's good, but mm-hmm. it's also toxic because if yeah. you don't, uh, give your body or your uh, mind a little bit of a rest mm-hmm. you can lead to like you know you'll do that 10 days in a row and like yeah. the 11th you'll be like fuck this I'm not doing anything today yeah yeah and then you know that's not good it's not like that's not consistent is it it might be for that 10 to 11 days but I also can't. found like there was a period where I was working so hard like physically like I was straining myself I was working three jobs um, and this was around the time that um, we were doing one of the projects at um, the school I was at, and it was like, um, I'm rambling. Yeah, no, um, the project that we were doing at the moment was very like physically demanding. It mm. was all physical theatre based, and we were kind of like creating these mini productions um, to invite audiences in and like write reviews on. And I, we were like, re- our group were really passionate about the project we were doing at the time. It was something that was like really close to our hearts. <clears throat> um, and my really good friend who was directing it obviously like had so many so many thoughts about where she wanted to go and we we wanted to like help her as much as possible um yeah we had like an incredible team and we were both we were all very dedicated um and i just became absolutely obsessed with getting it right and it was a really hard role i I was playing a nun and i was really struggling with it like i really Mm. i don't think i ever got to grips with it to be honest like i had the most supportive group but i just I just, I, I wasn't open to anything. And because I was working myself so hard and going home and over-rehearsing, like, the speech that I was doing again and again and again and again and not, like, actually, like, getting in touch with myself and getting in touch with my body, I was actually being less good as an actor. Like, I, mm. I wasn't I wasn't working to my to my strengths at all. Like, mm. I, was, I was kind of doing myself and my team an injustice. And mm. I thought at the time, like, 
overworking is the only way I can get this right. It's the only way that I can give this piece the justice that it deserves. And by overworking it and not taking those seconds to kind of give myself space and to sit down, I ended up just not giving the best performance. And mm. I think that that's interesting, that link between rest and accomplishment. A lot of people miss that out, especially in our industry when it's like, it's so scatty and you know it's so unstable you never know if you're going to get a paycheck next month or if you're going to get evicted with the ideas of you know what what i want to ask is where did you yeah. first formulate the idea or like who said online or whatever yeah. that working 100 percent all the time 120 percent is the answer because i've, I've got my influences and i'll tell you about them so i definitely have them like i'm a big fan of like will smith like, yeah, I think yeah, he's incredible. He's very different to me. Like, he's very, like, type A personality. Yeah. Like, but I, I look up to him a lot. <clears throat> For me, what I think it was was that I, I took such a gamble in my early, early adult career, like, a private drama school, which cost a lot of money and... You know, I'm incredibly, incredibly privileged for numerous reasons for being able to have that place and mm. for having a family that were able to financially support that. That is, you know, I, I know that that is an unbelievable unbelievable um experience to have like a lot of people will never get that and yeah. there are people out there that are you know far more talented than me who deserve that spot and won't have it a lot of my cousins have gone down the academic route and i didn't mm -hmm. i felt like i had to prove that this was worth it like, always yeah that i was like <laughs> worth it and you have this yeah. idea when you're a kid because like everyone tells you you're really talented and you're really great and that you're gonna like you've got this gift and you're, you're gonna you're gonna fly and then you you get into like an institution and you realize you're actually pretty like just average and like it's the same with everything though isn't it like you yeah. just realize like there are people that are like profoundly better than you and that i don't think that's a negative i think you can learn from that like i'll have skills that are transferable to others and others will have skills that i can kind of mm. adopt as my like you it's a learning process isn't it like yeah. that's why an ensemble is such a great thing to be part of yeah but for me it was definitely like pressure i put on myself i was like right i'm going down this route i have to be good enough to do it like yeah i can't be i can't let my mental health get in the way and yeah that's what it was for me i think well it shows you're dedicated yeah but i don't know i don't think it made me work in a very productive way. I had a lot of directors telling me that I, I, I was very blocked and I completely agree. Blocked, but like you were working like too mentally much. Mentally blocked, like working in the wrong way. Like not not actually being free and open. Okay, so not like being coachable. No, yeah, not oh, okay. at all. I really yeah. struggled my first year. To be actually. honest, I guess that's how we all grow. Like we yeah. realize our mistakes and then go for it. I've definitely mm -hmm. made a lot of mistakes in a lot of things that I've done, but. Yeah. He yeah. hasn't made mistakes. <laughs> definitely, definitely made mistakes. Definitely yeah. not an expert in like many things that I do. But when yeah. I've flopped at them um, and tried to do them better, yeah, um, you know, I've always seen. Um, but yeah, from what you said, it mm. looks like your family really influenced your work ethic. Yeah, like inspired that. Um, yeah, just have a family that believe in you so much. You want to do them proud. And because I know the opportunity was like a once in a lifetime. Like, it's so hard to get into drama school. I was like, God, I, I need to make this worth it. Like, yeah. I can't be shit. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> People place value on things when they actually pay for it, I guess. Yeah. And it, especially when they know how much sacrifice it costs the people or yourself who paid for it, I suppose. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I just neglected so much. Like, you know, in my first year, I remember I like, there was like uh, for the first three months I completely n neglected the relationship I was in at the time and just just couldn't give him any kind of like 
emotional support because I was so scared of mm. of, get, of, of fucking up and I, I was so, so, so freaked out. Like, I just didn't know how to be myself and... Yeah. Um, I have really bad OCD, so I have fear of lack of sleep. So I'd be going, to, I'd be meeting my partner at the time at like nine nine p.m. and we both had such different schedules, and just wouldn't be able to like spend any time with them. And it was the mm. same with my friends. Like I just couldn't. Like I just, I was such a shell of a person. But then you kind of learn and you grow into it, don't you? you get used to it. I got used to drama school. Well, I never really got used to it, but like yeah, you make friends, you kind of like. You, you learn how to work around it, and yeah, it's yeah. okay. Was it a year a year long? Two years. Two years, The yeah. first one was a year, and then this course I just finished was two years. Okay. Really intense. <laughs> what about you? What was your influence on your... Oh, um, well, on the work ethic. Yeah. 100%, it was the, um, I would say, YouTuber. Um, he's a motivational speaker, and, you know, I, I like motivational speakers. Yeah, I know There's, you do. <laughs> I, a lot of people are like, oh, that's cheesy as fuck. No, I, I like them. It helps me. Um, it has, and I had discovered this guy called E.T., the hip-hop preacher. You ever heard of him? No, but I live in a cave. I don't know many things. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> no, no, that's cool. I, um, so I discovered him in, it was, I think it was my second year of university. Mm-hmm. Um, so this was 2015. Um, I really needed some, like, external force to motivate me to, like, yeah. pull me through this degree. Because, yeah. like, I, was, I wasn't that great at essays. Yeah. Uh, the degree is very essay-based. Yeah. And from the course of the first year where I was, like, getting, you know, like, for example, in an essay you get a third, which is a pass, but it's, like, a third. It's not great. It's, like, yeah. 40 out of... A 70 is a first. Yeah. So, like, to pull from a third to, like, in the last year where I was doing a screenplay and got mm-hmm. a first in it, I was like, okay... You, That's you, really good. It's okay, yeah. That's really good. Wait, you went from a third to a first? Um, so, one of the one of the essays that I did in... Yeah first year was a third but yeah. like they're all different essays so you can oh, okay but like overall you get a year grade yeah, yeah yeah. i'm talking like individual modules i only did uni for a year oh, okay so i i i got i got i got two firsts in my exams oh, i did politics yeah. but i was in the first year and it's really easy in the first year it's like basically like the same as doing a levels like it's really yeah. i found it really easy and i didn't stay on so i have no real experience <clears> with uni well with the with that uni found the uni plug <laughs> um with the uni um the first year of the ba film um doesn't i i don't think it like counts but you have to pass it yeah so it doesn't count towards the overall degree yeah so i got a 2-1 in the overall degree that's pretty good yes yeah, i like it um yeah it's like a upper pass or something i don't know yeah got a certificate <laughs> says ons <laughs> definitely got me jobs yeah <laughs> um but yeah uh from the first year mm. where I got the third in one module um, to the third year where I had a few modules which the, f- the screenplay was a first yeah and the dissertation which um, still is influenced by everything what I yeah. do today is a 2-1 yeah um, so I feel like that progression naturally through university was not wholly but like I'd say like 85% inspired by like the motivational things really? I got from this YouTube guy who was just posting out this stuff all the time and at that time, um, and still now he calls it um, TGIM, which is, thank God, it's Monday. So every Monday he posts out, like, motivational stuff. Oh, nice. Yeah, that's just, like, over, it's, like, general, um, but... Short and sweet. Short and sweet, yeah. I think, yeah. They, I think they slowly got, um, they slowly got longer in episodes. As, you know, I think he moved away from the sort of 
talking to camera. Yeah. Specifically. Yeah. Now he like now he cuts out excerpts of his public speaking gigs. Like his keynotes. So when he oh, goes wow. Yeah, he like travels all the, all over the world to do keynote gigs and like give random companies and places That's motivation. Such a sick job. Like imagine being like your your thoughts are so like admired and valued that you're paid to go and tell people how to live their lives like i'd love that i wouldn't let anyone pay me to like give them advice though because i just talk complete shit mm. um but like how <laughs> sick is that like you must have such a good sense of like self-esteem like i get to help people all the time mm. my words are so valued i make so much money like yeah it's sick like yeah honestly if if um so he's got a gift for like yeah. speaking right oh, and i so I can say that because I'm like the ideal target market, let's say, like yeah. young guy. I think his ideal target market was people in America from like, um, you know, places where he used to grow up. So mm. he has like a lot of mantras that describes him. Mm. So he says um, he was homeless. He oh, got really? kicked out at like 16. Um, he wanted to commit suicide when he was homeless. Um, but like the pastor preacher who was, um, you know, in a church like, inspired him to be better for himself. Oh, wow. So, like, he uses this story as, like, an example to, you know, send it out to everyone else, be like, you can be better for yourself. It's like a little chain, isn't it? Like, yeah. he, he got inspired by someone and you're being, like, yeah. it's really nice. And <laughs> so, you know, he helped me through a lot of, you know, not only academic, but, like, mm. hardships in my own life and kind of, like, shape what I want to do in the future. Yeah. Not only as, like career-wise but also as you know just a human human yeah be like a good male role model i don't have like i do have good male role models but not not like to the point where i would look up to them and you're like this yeah. is what i want to be as a man this is this is how i see myself yeah i mean yeah. there there have been good male role models in like my family but like yeah with their drawbacks and like it's yeah, just not what i want to do i want to be like the best version of yourself you can be yeah exactly you yeah. know there, there might be a lot of people who listen to this motivational speaker or other people who don't I, I think this is like a, a male perspective as well like they yeah. don't have a father figure yeah so when you listen to this guy et you, you you can almost see him as that sort of father figure who's like giving you so much good advice about all so these lovely yeah all these varied things in life yeah. like a be it work ethic with like actual work yeah or work ethic which should and does flood into your personal relationships yeah so like you've got to give 100% of your effort to like it expands out doesn't it yeah. like it's not just one kind of saturated idea he's 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 helping you implement those ideas into your life in different areas because I I was mm. I was having a conversation with a friend about this the other day um because I feel like the pandemic has hit us all so hard especially creatives but everyone like in different yeah. ways um and I graduated obviously this year I thought this was going to be like my graduating year I thought it was going to be incredible I was going to get an agent I was going to be working all the time it's complete bullshit but like you know you sell yourself the dream and I I left obviously without an agent I still don't have an agent mm. I've been lucky I have worked a bit but like um yeah it, it, it's just it's just cut everything short um yeah. And I was like, right, who am I? Like, I, I hit this, like, really, like, low point. I was like, who am I? Like, what am I without my success? Mm -hmm. And I kind of came to this realisation that everything that I was... All of my self-esteem was being built off of my achievements. And that's not quite right. Like, I've yeah. never been, like, the typical kind of, like, type A, like, super, super, like, rigid, like, disciplined person anyway. I'm a very, like, flexible, laid-back person. I'm, I'm very dedicated when it's something I care about. But otherwise, like, I can, I'll clean my house quite mediocre kind of thing. Like, not 
not that fast. Yeah. I'm quite ambitious in one particular area. Mm. I remember being like, well, I just, I just don't know how, how to value myself without, without a career. Like, how do I do that? And I realized, like, well, I'm a human being first, and I'm an actor second. Like, mm. and what you said about this guy, E.T., yeah. um, he, yeah, yeah. he gave you so much. It's really important that that fed into the rest of your life because, you know, totally. if, I, if I'm not my best self without a career, my relationship will suffer because I can't give the right source of energy to that person. My, my friendships will suffer. My, my family relationships will suffer. You, you yeah. contribute more than money. And yeah. it, like so many of us are like, you know, we, we kind of build our, our confidence off of our CVs and our, and our experiences. And, you know, even the way we introduce ourselves, you know, mm. it could have just been like, I'm Emily. Like, yeah. I'm Emily, I do acting, but yeah, yeah. so much more. You, yeah. you, you, and it's, it's good that, I think it's important to kind of realize that you're a person underneath all of these things that you're doing and yeah like and you're, you're a person underneath the instagram account like yeah, all the personal brand you put out. it's one of the ones that i'm taking <laughs> hard to digest <laughs> but yeah no it's true like yeah. I, I was thinking about this the other day because like i post so much like fucking selfies all the time like yeah of me looking like you know like pretty pretty like glossy and I was just like yeah, glossy yeah. yeah like I'll be like this is me like yeah. anyone that actually meets me like it's just not accurate at all like I like I look like I have the sickest life and my life let's be real it's been a pandemic it's been pretty shit like yeah that's true I mean we're always I, trying to brand ourselves in a certain way and I think the, yeah pandemic hits everyone yeah like 100%. differently um yeah I mean you, the pandemic the pandemic did hit me differently too I mean mm. you know the first one when we went in it, I spent about a month like gaming and like thinking, okay, fuck am I doing now? Because all yeah. the events that I was supposed to be doing through video yeah. had shut down. Really? Yeah, and I was like, okay, so my furlough payment is pretty crap based yeah. on last year. So I'm like living in my mum's garden in the building, <sighs> which is which was like really fortunate yeah. that I didn't have to pay rent. Yeah. But now that I've moved out, I do. Um, but after that first month, me and Jimmy um, were like, okay, this is too far gone we need to like do something, do something. in terms of fitness I know, and stuff. I know that point yeah <laughs> I was there so like yeah the pan the pandemic in terms of motivation really did it rocked me it, it and like yeah. you go through stages of okay climbing this like sort of mountain right so me and Jimmy set we wanted to run a half marathon and I'd never done it so we, we did it at the end oh, wow. um I think it was what was your timing oh, um I don't actually know because what he did was he accidentally stopped the recording of the Strava app. Oh, Strava's such a fucking pain yeah. in the ass. So let's like, not even start with my relationship with Strava. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not happy with Strava at the moment. Why not? <laughs> because my pace is really shit. Like, I love exercise. I do. I've always, like, worked out, but I'm really terrible with, like, cardio. I'm quite good at, like, I like swimming. I like um, skipping. I just mm. don't like running. I yeah. find it really, really shit. Let's be real, running is crap. It's so <laughs> horrible. Yeah. I don't understand anyone, like, who actually enjoys it. Like, yeah. it's crap. I do it because it's, like, important. I don't want to be 60 and not know how to run. I don't want to... I want to be fit. I, and it, and it it's, like, really helps with my mental health. Like, if I could, like, definitely I'd sit around drinking wine every single day, like eating fucking burgers I would like I am that person I have to actively fight against it and make myself like yeah do shit that I don't enjoy doing but um yeah that laces into motivation to do yeah. stuff like, like I love sacrifice. exercise I do really enjoy exercise I just cardio is just horrible I'll be running and I'll be like there is nothing about this that I am enjoying mm. like this is 
painful. And I can run, my best run is like six minutes per kilometre. I'm really not very, sorry to anyone that thinks that's good. It probably is. But like, <laughs> considering like I'm in my 20s and I work out, I think I should be able to run faster. Yeah. And that's on a good day. Like usually I run like, you know, seven and a half minutes per kilometre. And yeah. I run quite regularly. Like, so I, I think I should be faster. Um, not to shame anyone, this is my own, these are my own issues with myself. Yeah. Um, but Strava just fucking, like, pauses is... on me, mm. like... Do you have a, um, like a smartwatch or anything? Or just, Do just... I fuck, Louis? <laughs> <laughs> no. Oh, yeah. I've only just started using a calendar, like... Okay. No. I should probably should get one. So, yeah, I've been, I mean, I've been trying to use... I have been using this Fitbit, the Fitbit Blaze. Oh, Fitbits are meant to be really good. Yeah, I think this yeah. one's, I think this one's bugging out. This, really? I mean, the, these past two months haven't been great for it. I mean, it doesn't charge like properly. Um, oh, great! And You're really yeah, selling it. I know. I'm, well, I'm not. I'm, <laughs> I'm saying it's like bad, but it yeah. has helped in some ways. Yeah. Um, but you know, I know that with maybe a Samsung watch it would be easier because yeah. the charging wouldn't be so like fidgety and yeah, stuff yeah, yeah. but it's um it's accurate it's a little bit more accurate than having a phone because yeah. it can actually do like steps and stuff yeah um which helps me when you know when I need to be like so I don't think I have OCD but when I have to have be like so like particular oh, yeah. Yeah. about the things like tracking um what I'm eating and then that laces in with like what I'm walking and doing like that with the apps it helps I find yeah. it so easy to get carried away with the toxic elements of, like exercise i've only just yeah. started to build a really healthy relationship with exercise where i'm running for my mental health like yeah. it's interesting because i don't i like i've yeah like i've i've started following people that actually really inspire me and mm. you know promote like body positivity and promote like a healthy mindset when it comes to exercise it's so easy for me to like to tell myself I'm doing something to be healthy mm. and it becomes an obsession like that mm. that happens very very easily mm -hmm. so now I've just completely stopped tracking like what I eat at all yeah. because I, I found that like it, I just kind of delved into like body dysmorphia issues and okay yeah now I'm kind of just like okay I health is important like I do want to stay healthy and I want to stay active but I want to do things because it's part of my lifestyle and it's going to make me happy yeah not to try and fit a certain body type or um, mm -hmm. lifestyle that I think is cool or trendy. Because, you know, you see it on social media. You see all these, like, ridiculously, like, athletic, slim people that eat granola and, you know, inject mm -hmm. water into their veins and yeah. take, like, 500 vitamins. Yeah. And then I have KFC and I'm just like... Like, I'll have Ben and Jerry's before my dinner kind mm. of thing. <laughs> like, okay. it just feels so far away. And I'm yeah. like, what is a healthy person? Yeah. Like, what is that? I don't know. I'm, with, with food, like, it's, it's a really difficult relationship, isn't it? Yeah, really I mean, difficult. I can only say it from my own yeah. perspective, which is, I I think when, I think, so when I'm 25 now, um, yeah. does your metabolism slow down? Or yeah, like, yeah, so like, I think that's down. what's happening to me. Same. Like, <laughs> <laughs> we, you know, 10 years ago, we were both like a lot. Of, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, these days, I tend, for me, I need to like track that stuff because I feel more organized. Yeah. Um, and that's how I do my. That's how I run my whole life. If it works for you. I think that's really positive. Yeah. Like I don't track it religiously. Um, yeah. But it helps for me to know that if I'm trying to lose weight, I've 
burnt more calories than I've put in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The ways in which I organise my life is through the Fitbit and the tracking of that, but also through Google Calendar, like you see. Yeah. Um, you probably got an invite for this, for the Google yeah. Calendar. A lot of people... He invites me to any, like, my, any minor change. It gets updated into yeah. my email. Anything. I'll literally be like, Louis, can we reschedule for 10 minutes? And I'll get an invite. for like, so let's say if we're, like, having a, having a call at 11. <laughs> yeah. I'll be like, Louis, I'm just, like, making a cup of tea. Can we do it in 10 minutes? He won't just be, he'll send it and it'll be like, you have now scheduled a meeting <laughs> for 10 past 11. <laughs> Absolute lunatic. That's it. The only reason why I do that is because I've got so many different things going on. Yeah. That, no, you're a busy guy. I get it. Yeah. Like, Although, I mean, there, there's the logical reason why I do that, like, which yeah. is, you know, when clients want to schedule me for work, yeah. they can, like, schedule me, yeah. or if they're getting somebody else, yeah. they can schedule them and their calendar, that's, that's their business. Yeah. If they want to be, like, disorganised with that calendar, let them. Let them do that. But I don't, my, my short-term memory problems, which yeah. I definitely have, <laughs> will and have affect most of my life and if I don't put things down on the Google Calendar, I will forget. Like I feel that. Unfortunately when I'm having conversations with people, I'll like <laughs> wanna butt in and say something, which I'm trying to like improve these days. I'm trying to like yeah. not interrupt people that much. But I know if I don't say it at that point, then I'm gonna forget what I want to say and then that will become irrelevant and then by yeah. that point then they get to the end of their sentence, I'll be like <laughs> because I've already like thought <laughs> So yeah I I schedule my life in Google Calendar to the best of my ability all the time yeah. because not only does it make my day flow easier because I'm like getting in my car, going Google Maps. Yeah. That, that location on Google Maps when I get my car is already there. Yeah. I could just say, you know. See, I feel like I need a bit of more of like you in my life because I'm just like a complete like scatty mess. Like mm. I just, I, I do all... Let's not lie, I don't organise anything. I have, like, to-do lists for the day, because if I don't have them, I'll go mad. But yeah. I'll happily be like, right, when are we doing this? Like, I'll be very yeah. productive in my own weird way. I'll get stuff done, but mm. I'm just not, like... I have friends that are, like, very anal about it. Like, very, like, you need to, like, do mm. this, follow this. a structure. Yeah, like, my best friend, Yag, is, like, unbelievable with it. Right, where does she do a to-do list? Um, she knows well actually now she's not when she was um when she was going through quite an intense like career period she was um scheduling in every single thing she was doing mm -hmm. in the hour she'd schedule and do nothing mm. so she'd write do nothing for oh, an yeah. hour and i was like you're a maniac i don't get it but she looked at me and she thinks i'm absolutely crazy yeah like so we're like trying to balance well I know she balances me out I don't think she takes anything from me yeah <laughs> I don't think she takes any advice from me um but yeah no like people it's... work differently yeah, yeah definitely you need different types of people in the world yeah I mean if you're looking for a to-do list app <laughs> no I've gotten recommend... a lot better I've got yeah. a lot more organized I do organize stuff out I say what I'm doing like I'll be like but I just I can't do it like by hours like I'll be like okay wake up at 8 a.m and between 8 a.m and like 1 p.m I want to have like gone for a run I want to have done some job applications and maybe learn a monologue for a self-tape. Like, okay. I know it doesn't care when, matter when I do that, but as long as that, that happens. Yeah, I see. Yeah, that, well, I used to use um, Google Notes for to-do lists because yeah. if I put it on Google Notes, it I can then, like, because I work with teams, so, you know, through Inferno Switch Films, mm. I'd work, like, in specific moments where we're focusing on that one film, let's mm. say, um, I would need to assign a certain to-do list yeah. or a certain thing in that to-do list to somebody. Yeah. So these people, 
I need to have these structures in place so I don't have to send that message like yeah. five different types of type and people yeah. it's all in one place so for the past like two three years I've been using Google um, keep for that mm -hmm. which is just an app by Google and you can put that in Google Calendar and Gmail and stuff but yeah. recently which is I'm going to sound like a geek now. It's like changed my life. <laughs> um, no, I love it. There's this like, I yeah. Love it. I'm like a fucking geek about like organizing and structure and stuff now. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this. No, it does help. This website called Millanote. Um, yeah, that, that is actually really good. Have you heard of Millanote? Yes. Oh, you have? Yeah. Yeah, that's what I use now. And I like yeah. organize things. And it's been like phenomenal for like um, me on video calls. There was. Um, I like how visual it is. Yeah. And you can you can do real-time collaboration yeah so me andrew um casey sandy helena a lot of people and Ovi, we were on milano at the same time building out this sort of nerf gun of comedy sketch mm -hmm. idea and i could see all the mouses moving at the same time that's I was like, so cool what? <laughs> i love that yeah um that's really cool so that's how i that's how i do my structure at the moment and then i do mm -hmm. the to-do list and i can assign people like at their um email and then they yeah. get it and then I get like a bulletin of like people who've seen the changes. So now, yeah. you know, now because I've sort of run like Inferno Switch films, Inferno Switch Media, yeah. um, the wedding one and my own stuff. Oh, nice. You know, you, you have to, with these three here, which involves not just me, but like work yeah. with other people, you've got to like send out things to do. and You've yeah. got to like have updates on it. It's quite creative as well, I think. Well, the, like the, the setup of it. Mm. Like, I like how you can have, like, different folders that link to other things. Yeah. Like, you can have, like, one topic. So, for example, if, it, like, say if you were doing, like, a production or something and someone was, like, assistant director and someone was producer and someone was, like, in charge of, like, camera and sound and someone was in charge of script and then the actors had to be called for different times, you could have, like, a call sheet. Like, um, yeah, yeah. continuity. Like, you could have, like, different areas that people can follow. And I, I'm a very, like, visual person. Yeah. Like, I love, like, writing in notebooks. I, I love, like, um, drawing and, like, mm. kind of, yeah, like, using that as a way of, like, formulating my brain and putting it in order and, mm -hmm. like, creating some sort of, like, structure through the chaos. Yeah. So I, I, like, I like visual stuff. I'm annoyed at all my friends for not telling me about Miller Note before. <laughs> it's I, like, oh. I don't know if any of my friends know about it, you know. They probably do, I feel like. When did you find out about it? Uh, I can't remember. Okay. Well, my friend Andrew told me about it. Yeah. Um, and he was like, just whimsically, oh, I use Miller Note. I was like, yeah. okay, I'll check it out. I left yeah. it for a few days. I checked yeah. it out and I was like... It's really good. Oh my God. <laughs> it's really good. Yeah. It's fun. So have you found that organisation has helped you to like um, implement healthier lifestyle like because you yeah. know before you were kind of speaking about like burnout and having those experience like what would you say your worst worst period was what a burnout yeah and what um, what helped you through that well there's there's burnout in terms of like work-wise yeah like professional overwork okay yeah so take the question as you like well okay so um i can't remember any specific examples but mm. I can just remember working like, and this was like two years ago mm -hmm. when I was like just discovering what I want to do, um, doing the films and then realizing, oh, that doesn't yeah. make money. So that like, what am I going to do? Yeah. Doing like freelance gigs everywhere. Yeah. And trying to like balance all in one website, yeah. which doesn't make sense. Yeah. I discovered. But 
throughout that discovery, I was getting burnt out all the time because I was like, okay, I'm trying to spread myself too thin across too many things. Mm -hmm. So if you've got like one website as it was, infernoswitchfilms.com, um, on the services tab, when somebody would hover over it, somebody would hover over it and it goes down. I'm like, whoa. Yeah. When I, um, I was talking to somebody online um, who's got like a really good following in our industry of film. Yeah. And he, um, I called him and he had a look at the website and he said to me, which really shocked me, and yeah. I was like, oh, this, I needed this. He said, your website's like got schizophrenia. And, <laughs> I love that. And I was like, oh, damn. That like... <laughs> makes sense. Yeah. Because yeah. like I was trying to do absolutely everything. Yeah. So at that time, I was trying to do weddings yeah. through there, um, live events, portrait stuff, music videos, like yeah. any, any videography and photography thing, you name it, I was trying to do it through yeah. one thing. Um, and it was through, through like the two to three years where I discovered like, okay, you need separate brands. Yeah. Um, and you need that organization and efficiency to be able to do that properly. Yeah. Only now am I starting to begin to think, okay, now I need these systems in place to like mm -hmm. avoid burnout. So like I need two phones. Ah, so you separate everything. So it's not all like clogged up in one place. Yeah. So, so like, you're not, you don't feel overwhelmed. Yeah. Yeah. Because with two phones, what my problem was with one of the phones, it's tied to a, a Gmail, which is um, like a work Gmail, right? Mm -hmm. So you can only there's certain restrictions that happen when you've got a work Gmail. Like, mm. so I've got my email, Louis at infernoswitchfilms.com, yeah. right? That one won't do certain things that the uh, other one okay. will. Um, but not only that, like, you need all the logins and stuff with one and one. Yeah. So when I had just one phone, I was getting, like, really overwhelmed. God, I can imagine. And did yeah. you not, because you work from home, you're self-employed. Mm. Do you set, like, a timetable for the day? Like, you go, okay, I stop working. Because that's something I had a mm. problem with um, in the the first lockdown mm -hmm. i was still technically at school so i was like filming loads of self-tapes like um we had to do it for projects anyway but then i was also filming self-tapes alongside that for myself and my own like professional practice mm -hmm. and i found that sometimes i was getting to like 10 p.m at night and like it was like really unhealthy because i was getting up i was waking up at like 11 and then working like kind of disjointedly throughout the day like yeah i just wasn't really like i didn't have a structure like i didn't i mean no one had a structure in the first lockdown but like it just it felt really like overwhelming and like i never switched off and I, mm. I never knew when to like turn that off and like i'm such a social media junkie as well so i was like going online at the same time and by the time i was in bed i was just like kind of paralyzed like this like yeah how, how do you how did you manage like cutting that off like this is time to go this is the time i have dinner with my girlfriend for example yeah. like like this is the time because obviously your partner finishes like what like five every day so it's mm -hmm. a completely different structure like scheduling that time to like it's the same with my boyfriend like he his job has like quite a solid structure and he's he's like very different to me he's like got a lot of structure in his life he's very mm. like type a personality a lot more like you um and i'm like the complete opposite so it was like finding that way mm. of going okay this is when i stop this is when i like i have quality time this is when i go for a run this is when i watch a film like yeah because it's really hard to be that disciplined when it you're is. when you feel like you're on a roll yeah yeah no, i understand what you mean like Do you get what i mean i get there was there's a few emotional points in my life where like i'm you know you go like 10, 15 days of like just working, doing all of that, right? Yeah. There'll be like one day out of like, out of two months where I'm working so hard, but I'm like happy about it in a weird yeah. way. <laughs> like I'm like tired, but I'm like getting emotional because I'm like having such a breakthrough. Yeah, through. yeah, yeah. And then I'm like, I don't want to go to bed because yeah. this feeling is everlasting. Yeah. And I'll be up till like 4 a.m. Yeah, I've been there. And then my partner would be like, oh, I'm getting up at six. And... 
I'm like, okay, that's great. We work, we work to like get the project. We don't work on time. Yeah, it's completely different, isn't it? But I have implemented more structure in my life because I've been living with my partner who is a teacher. So she yeah. wakes up at six, which is great for me. I need that. Yeah. I need somebody to really wake good. me up. And, and then she walks through the door at half five and it's fantastic for me because it's like... This is the time where yeah. I, 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 I spend with her. Like, yeah. Or I, you just check in or like... You yeah. Kind of... It reminds you to be a normal human, doesn't it? Like when, Yeah. So like when I run my own stuff, like self-employed or employed, whatever, mm. there's so much... Be, because there's so much freedom to do whatever you want, yeah. you need to implement such rigid structures. Yeah. As opposed to other people who like might have a job. Yeah, they're given like, it. Yeah, they're given that job, but then like when they clock out, they clock out. Yeah. I don't know. How do you clock out? I don't clock out. <laughs> Does anybody don't. ever really clock out when like you work in the creative? I, was, I think I was, you should, but can't. When I was doing, um, what was it called? Uh, I think I mentioned it earlier. One of the productions we were doing. I remember like we we had like so we were in. What I don't mind is like so when you when you get to like tech week in a production you're in from 9 a.m to like 10 p.m sometimes mm. 11 p.m like and that is normal i don't mind that because i know what i'm doing something throughout the day i know that like we have to be in for that long we have to get a certain you know we have to fix the lighting we have to fix the staging like mm-hmm. i need to know my cues it's, it's a chance to kind of rehearse in costume like it's 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 important and yes it's very long hours but you know it, there's a schedule to it yeah um, but if I kind of wake up and I'm like, I've got all of this shit to do and I'm going till 10 p.m., mm. then I'd feel like a bit overwhelmed because I'm like, well, there's, there's no end in sight. Like, there's you never know, an end. <laughs> I'm just kind of like grovel, like grueling my way through all of this workload and yeah. I, I'm just kind of making more and more for myself. It's so much easier being in an institution. Um, yeah, I've, I've often I, thought about that. I feel like they literally <laughs> like swallow you up and coddle you. Like even the harshest ones, like... Mm. Drama school is very intense and difficult. It does feel like a safety net. You feel mm. like you know, you're trained. You're trained and like, um, you know, all of your practitioners really care about you, and they care about your success. And then you go out into the industry, and no one gives a fuck. Like literally, <laughs> like you can think you're like the sickest actor, and go to an audition, and they'll be like, two minutes are up, out you go. You're too tall. Piss off. Like, oh, no. whereas at school, like they'd be like, oh, you're, you know. You're brilliant at this. You just need to work a bit harder at this. Um, and they are harsh on you, but you're still, it's still a safety net. You're, you're being told what you're doing wrong. You're being told, like, you know, what's not working in the scene. You're, 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 you're having your body trained for you. You're having people provide you that discipline and structure. And, and that's why I didn't mind it so much mm. at drama school. But now I feel, like, really overwhelmed with setting my own boundaries for myself because I don't even know what they are. Yeah, that's true. Like, you need some sort of, like, it's almost you need like some sort of mentor who's done it all and then you see what they're doing i I find great um example in that so when i'm looking at other company structures and stuff yeah like other filmmakers how they do it yeah i like to look at their the way that they do their socials and all the stuff and then like think how can i do that or improve it yeah i like doing that but i guess for you you'd look at like an actress or you want to do more creative stuff right so yeah i look at like i look up to robin williams so much like i think he I think he's like he was one of the most incredible actors. Like I, mm. I adore, I absolutely adored him. Mm-hmm. But obviously, he had so many mental health issues, and it, it kind of does worry me because I'm like, am I just destined to be fucked? Like, <laughs> is there a way around it? But I think like this, the industry is really evolving, and you know, yeah. 
we're, we're, we're speaking out more about like mental health and mm. you know the importance of mental wellness and, and um, yeah giving yourself that time and space to check in and look after yourself and you know it's becoming more of a normal thing to take time off work if you're grieving or if you're if you're dealing with something really really traumatic and I think that's really important and that helps yeah that's true um, the well the wellness part is important especially when you consider burnout because mm. when I was taking a lot of advice from you know the motivational speaker mm. you sometimes I think because I, maybe I was so young I took it very um, one-dimensionally so yeah. I would like literally Same. work until you know I, I felt like that was a purpose yeah like I wanted to like prove it to mm. my family as well like that I wasn't just dilly-dallying yeah dilly-dallying I wanted you know I just wanted to prove that I could do something like you know make money doing film and a lot of times I thought, okay, this is like selling out. Yeah. It's like videography and photography is selling out. But actually, when I looked at other companies, they're doing like really good yeah. creative stuff. And it's important to notice the difference. It's not just selling out. It's also like, you know, if you want to make money, you take every opportunity you can. 100%. And the opportunity for me was that um, at the moment, we're not making any money doing filmmaking. Yeah. But we will in the future. So it's like yeah. a long game. Yeah, 100%. I think it's so yeah. important to see it as a marathon, not a sprint. Like, yeah. no one's going to come out of an institution or um, out of building your own company and immediately be making money. Like, that that's mm. a farce. Like, you, yeah. you have to put that work in. You have to take hits and financial hits. And it's about yeah. just, just just believing in what you're doing and yeah. and focusing your energy into that. And Yeah, it's true. It's like, you know, if I, if I was, like, yeah. wanted to be an example for any person you wanted to do film or mm. photography who was younger than me like 18 or whatever I would say you know I ventured into every sort of service area because it's exploration of your skills 100% I so agree. did like wedding videos yeah they pay really well yeah difficult to get into <laughs> um but they pay really well for like sort of an easy project yeah and you know if you want to get specifics you're talking like four figure contracts for like a day's work and like two three days editing and that's you Not know bad turn up with, I don't know, two to three grand worth of kit that you need to have, which is obviously a difficult initial investment. Yeah, corporate pays really well, actually. Like, I'm not yeah. a massive fan of doing much corporate work, but it's it's where the money's at. And advertisements as well. Like, yeah, I've yeah, got, yeah. like, I've been doing, like, um, I've been applying for a lot of, like, music video slots and adverts recently because I'm like, I could really do with, like, a five grand gig. Where do you apply for? Is it through Mandy and, and stuff? So, backstage, they have them on the spotlight as well. Mm. There's a lot of, like, open castings and stuff that you can kind of, like, for without yeah. an agent yeah. another thing I've realized is you do really don't need an agent as an actor to kind of build yourself at all like I, I had this idea in my head that I needed to sign to an agent agency to, to kind of like launch myself and do you think your your idea of um, the career you're doing now is very different to what you thought it would be like have, yeah, your, okay, ex yeah. have your expectations like oh like um, altered I'm really rambling but no yeah, yeah they have altered I remember um really wanting to at different stages of yeah. like this career um wanting to do separate things and then pivoting very quickly from realizing oh that's not actually what I want to do mm. I started I wanted to do editing mm. video editing mainly probably because I just wanted to have a pc for like <laughs> both gaming yeah, yeah. and like oh I, I want that so I'm yeah. gonna be an editor yeah I really discovered fucking hate editing <laughs> so I, I was like fun. no yeah <laughs> I hate doing I hated editing my um 
my last project we did like um, remotely and oh my god I hated it like so many of my friends I was working with loved it and I just mm. hated it I really don't enjoy it yeah it's like it's a process where I feel like I can't do anything else apart from edit so I don't like that I like to be efficient and I don't want to like just focus on it I'd rather mm -hmm. delegate that to an editor unfortunately yeah um, but I will do the edits for my own freelance stuff because yeah. like I know the money is there and I want to make money at that time yeah. Um, but yeah, after editing, I wanted to do writing, so I wanted to mm. just be a writer. After that... I remember when you wanted to be a writer. Yeah. I remember in Scotland when you, when you wrote, sorry, this is a bit of like a tangent, but we were, yeah, we were, we were in Scotland at my grandma's house and you... Um, oh, that's taking it back. <laughs> that's taking it back. When we yeah. used to go to Scotland um, back in the day, and I remember you showing me and um, Mira like these little scripts and you said I could star in it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was really young. <laughs> I was, it probably wasn't even screenplays as well. Like, no, I it was know. like you just writing it out. Yeah, I didn't know how to write <laughs> screenplays. Like, screenplays are completely different writing. Yeah. Um, it was probably just uh, like short little stories. Like film, film scripts. Oh, is it actually storyboards? Yeah, like you used to like draw stuff out and, oh, yeah. and, and we'd sit and like talk about it. Nice, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, like I, I always w kind of wanted to do that. Yeah. But I didn't know how to do it, so didn't know how to write screenplays. Yeah. Then when I slowly learned how to write screenplays, and I wrote the screenplay for the final year. Um, it's I, hard. Yeah, I mean, it's it's hard, but what I discovered that I don't want to do a career where I'm, like, constantly sitting. Oh, God, I know. Yeah, like, I, I would love to do something that I'm always moving, because yeah. then oh, I could I spend more time playing football and being in a good shape, mm. because I'd be moving quite a lot more. Yeah. Um, editing and screenplay writing don't pander to that. Neither no. does like building websites, but that's what I've been doing for ages. I feel like you don't just have to be one thing as well. Yeah. Like that, it kind of goes back to what I said earlier. Like yeah. you yeah. can, you can have a multitude of skills and just brand yourself off of that. Really, like I'm kind of more leaning towards calling myself a creative now these mm. days, and because mm. um, I am an actor, a hundred percent. Like it's my dream and it's my passion. But you know, I'm. I'm interested in social media marketing. I'm interested mm. in, um, you know, I, I, I do like private events. I, I, lo I love that stuff. And it still, it still encompasses the same kind of core ideas of like self-expression and art and using that mm. to bring value to people's lives and bring value to my own. But it doesn't have to be just through one medium, you know? Like, yeah, it's true. It can, it can funnel itself out into different different places mm. yeah I think, I think that's a good idea like that's kind of what i do now mm. um but you've got to like establish the sort of um bread and butter service <laughs> that yeah. you do like to make money what do i do like whether or not that yeah there is a system in place that um the guy gary v that said you yeah. um talks about which is you know you have a job which um you have that one job mm. that you can do and get paid and pay your minimum bills with so it just sustains you but at mm. that one job you can then focus on your passion whatever that may be because you said it's going to be a lot of things mm -hmm. whatever that may be you you can focus on those things whilst you're doing that job so if you're like yeah. working in a shop and like that shop doesn't have any customers you could like be on your phone dming people like doing yeah, stuff in collaborations yeah, yeah. But, like constantly getting paid for that that's like, why they say job. to work in hospitality and stuff like mm -hmm. um because it's flexible as well and you're working with people like the amount when i worked in hospitality like the amount of like 
customers that would come in that would be directors. Like, I just didn't expect it to happen. Like, they'd come in and I'd be like, in my little apron, like, where do you work? Please <laughs> yeah. get me some contacts. Like, literally. Yeah. But, like, things like that, you, I think working with people is a really, really good way of kind of branching out as a creative. Like, I, I find, like, when I worked as a PA, like, it, it, was, it, was, it was a lot of fun and I, I enjoy, like, you mm. know, I enjoy um, organising other people's lives. Um, but it didn't really fulfill me because I wasn't making many connections you know I was just kind of yeah. working for one person and organizing their shit <laughs> yeah so yeah huh. well that's interesting yeah <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure if I answered your question anyway no you did you yeah. did you did um, to wrap up Lee one lesson you've learned over the last two years taken forward mm. like what as current. being an adult being an adult in this particular profession Oh, okay. Um, oh, one lesson. Um, Something you teach your younger self, maybe. That's better. Yeah, that's a good way to phrase it. I'd say... Um, I'd say it generally. Um, take every opportunity that you can, but mm. don't get upset if you fuck it up because yeah. you're learning and you're still young. We are still so young. Yeah. I forget that all the time. Yeah, literally, like, I, I've i done lots of projects mm. which I didn't do well. But I just continuously learn from it. experience. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think mine would be that failure is absolutely essential for <laughs> yeah. growth. Like, abs it's the same as yours, really. Like, you, I was, I was being told it at the time, and I just didn't listen. Like, you have to fail mm. to learn how to how to develop as a person and I, I'd extend that out to like the rest of my life like mm. yeah like I, going back to that incident of me playing a nun in this piece of fringe theatre that we were all so passionate about and I was so desperate to do well and you know be the best performer because it was also a friend of mine who created this piece of art and I, I wanted to make her proud and I wanted to do her proud mm. And I didn't do it well. I, I hold my hands up. I didn't do it well. Like, the final performance, I wasn't my best. And, you know, the, the reviews came out and the feedback came back and they specifically said they didn't like my speech. And I remember uh. being really upset about it. <laughs> but that's good because we know what works now. We know yeah. how to develop that piece. And, yeah, just forgiving myself for failure. If I'd allowed myself to fail a bit more in rehearsals, I think that performance would have been a lot better. Yeah. So failure is essential. Yeah, there's no failures, no need solutions. And then if you look at it like that, then it's easier to do creative stuff. Exactly. Yeah. And look at look out for E.T., the hip-hop preacher for all of that stuff. <laughs> I'm going to definitely look him up. It's literally all about um, when you fall, get back up. This ideal <laughs> yeah. father figures who's saving on boys. I like it. Literally. I'm for it. <laughs> literally. Um, yeah, so if there was, like, a few guys who, like, I always got influenced from and, like, yeah. always helped. E.T., the hip-hop preacher for motivation. Yeah. Gary V for brand strategy <laughs> and, like, marketing and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, a few others, like, but yeah, those two really yeah. help with what I do and help me bounce back from the burnouts that inevitably mm -hmm. come, to be honest, um, from doing this sort of stuff, like mm. managing all these brand things. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's really good to have influencers. Thank you, Louis, for coming and chatting shit with me today about your life and for sharing. Thank you guys for tuning in. Um, be sure to follow the Wonky Adult Handbook um, on Instagram. You can follow my Instagram as well, Emily Rosette. Um, 
And also I have an acting Instagram, which is linked down below if you want to see the stuff that I get up to. And Oh yeah, my handles are Louis Charles Dalton. <laughs> um, that's the personal one. And the company ones are Inferno Switch Films and Inferno Switch Media. Um, those, those would be the relevant ones to me. So Bad. Yeah, it was great speaking about it. I yeah. feel like it's a bit of like adult therapy. Because, yeah, um, mini adult yeah. therapy. Yeah. Thank you so much for listening and I'll be bringing another episode to you shortly.